Hey everyone, it's JC, the You Made New podcast. We're on episode three here in season four, going over the top 10 traits of Christ-centered health. This has been an interesting journey for me just to kind of think through how we define it. I really loved the first one being surrender. I think that has to be the number one in capital letters. (laughs) But this second one today is a big one for me. Um, Huge, 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 huge. And it's freedom. Today we're going to talk about freedom, freedom in Christ. We're going to anchor it in several different scriptures and then talk about many different ways that he sets us free. Um, If you were like me, the first scripture that jumped into your head was maybe something like John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But as I studied it, um, I loved, I jumped down to verse 36. So we're still in John 8. It's just verse 36, but it says, if the son shall make you free. See, verse 32 is the truth shall set you free, make you free. But 36 is if the son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. It is a correlation to Christ. He is the one that rescues, redeems, restores, ransoms us from any type of bondage that we're in. And we're going to talk about a lot of different kinds. But what I loved about that phrase, ye shall be free indeed. I had to start looking up some translations so we could get on really solid ground, right? When Christ Christ talks about, I make you free, you will be free indeed, indeed. The message version translates that through and through. I love the image of thoroughly, not just here and there in little things, but still in bondage of lots of things through and through. Um, The amplified version says really and unquestionably free. I love that. Um, And then I even went to the dictionary to look up the actual word indeed. And I love the definition. It is in fact, in reality, in truth. So when the sun shall make you free, you shall be free. In fact, it's not something you're hoping for. It's not something you're not like really wanting or experiencing for a little bit here and there. You are in fact free in that area. The chains are gone and you are walking in liberty. Like it's a pretty cool idea, don't you think? And I'll explain why I include this as my top, my second one in our top 10 list in terms of health. You think, well, that's weird. (laughs) Why would you say freedom? But I'll explain what I mean. Let's do a couple more um, scriptures first. I also found Galatians 5, 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stand fast in that liberty where he's made you free. You don't have to be in that place of bondage anymore. So often when we talk about scriptures like this, I think a lot of times we think about in terms of our spiritual life, right? Setting us free from sin, setting us free from, you know, churchy stuff. (laughs) This applies to our health, to our issues with food, body image, everything. He can set us free in any area that plagues us, any area. We do not have to be entangled in that bondage. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 was another one I loved. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Or as some translations say, freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You should not be stuck. You should not be trapped. You don't have to be. And as you come unto Christ and let him teach you the truth 
of that scenario or that situation or that set of circumstances, that truth shall set you free. It's funny. I was um, recording um, a video for my YouTube channel this week on that whole Rapunzel story. We talked about it in the first season about how the whole reason Goth or Rapunzel was stuck in that tower, she could leave anytime she wanted. There were no bars on the windows, but Gotha had lied to her and the lies kept her in bondage. So let's talk about some ways that the adversary, our culture, the ideas that float around in our world have kept us in bondage and how Christ can set us free. Um, one, of course, for me that I've talked about a lot, but I have to throw it out there. The first thing he did with me actually was not start in my mind. He started in my body and set me free from addictions, dependencies, um, sugar, caffeine. Like we all, it's real easy to slip into a place where we need it. Some of us, I mean, I've met with a lot of patients in a coaching setting um, in my wellness clinic. Boy, we're just using that stuff to get us through the day. Whatever it is, some types of pills, medication, caffeine, you know, like our body is dragging and we're barely holding ourselves together and we're using some sort of addiction to keep, keep ourselves focused, keep functioning. Mine was sugar and it wasn't so much physical. I think I definitely did it for, I loved the rush that I got physically, but it was the comfort. So it was mentally, emotionally. He will set us free from anything we're addicted to that isn't him. Anything we're reaching for and dependent on that isn't him. Um, and I loved I, I loved being set free from something I didn't even realize was a bondage. Does that make sense? I mean, it was just my everyday life. I was trying the best I could to just get my needs met. And a lot of that was from chocolate. <laughs> but he set me free in that. So that need was met in him in a way that it stayed met. Oh, that's freedom. Because the chocolate wasn't doing it, right? It was just bringing me into bondage because I'd eat some, it wouldn't do it, it disappeared. So I'd yeah, I have to eat more and then I have to eat more and then go back and go back and go back because it was never enough. But he is enough and taught me how to come to a place of freedom in terms of just addictions, dependencies. I Now, again, I know we're mortal and there may be some medications, supplements, things that you will take your entire life. I'm not talking about that. We, we do have issues we deal with, but for the most part, as much as is possible to bring our body to a state where we may, may not even need some of those medications anymore because he has taught us to care for ourselves in a way that we're free, that we're free. But let's go into some deeper stuff that I think is even more powerful when it comes to freedom in Christ. Um, I'm going to call the next one, the food and exercise police. I'm kind of borrowing a term from intuitive eating because they talk a lot about the food police. It kind of goes with what we talked about last episode from Weston A. Price, that dentist that studied all those different civilizations. That was the eye-opening one that set me free. That was a big truth for me because as Dr. Price found, culture after culture after culture that were eating very, very different diets. It wasn't five to seven fruit, fruits and vegetables and this much grain and this percent of protein and this percent of fat. There were lots of different diets where he found very healthy civilizations, um, but they could subsist on lots of different things as long as it was God food, right? Whole food, the way God created it, not processed food. So that brings up the point that freedom when it comes to food um, and even exercise a lot of times when we want to be in a place of freedom, we think it means, oh, 
means no more rules. Anything goes. All food is good. I can eat whatever I want. I don't have any of those restrictions anymore. I'm free. That at first glance, doesn't that, isn't that what we want freedom to be? (laughs) I can eat the donuts and it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about that, unfortunately. (laughs) For me, that's not what freedom with food meant. I appreciate the mindsets that are out there, the voices that are trying to break the diet culture and get us away from restrictive dieting. But freedom with food, it's, this is going to sound weird, but it was a lot like the way we handle our sexual appetite. We, do we handle that? Like, oh, freedom in sex means anything goes. I can do whatever I want, whatever I crave, whatever I, I just do it. No, we set some very clear boundaries that keep us in a healthy place sexually, right? We know that. That's a given. And so for me, food was the same way. The Lord taught me not, a, not to listen to all the world's crazy rules that change every year and shift with every new fad diet and every new science report that comes out. He shifted me to a place where it was more about his boundaries, whole food. Sugar wrecks me. That had to be one of my boundaries. It may not be yours. But from all the patients that I visited with, visited with and coached with, I've seen the correlations. The body does do better on whole food. So yeah, there's some boundaries there. But I'm free in that all the world's pressure to do it this way, do it that way, that's gone. That's gone. I love it. It feels so good. We talked about that in the first um, season in the shoulds. So if you want to review that, look up the shoulds. It's talking about you should do this and you should do that and you should eat this and you should eat that. Boy, being free from the pressure of that, it's glorious. I'm just in such a place of freedom with food now where the rules aren't pressing down on me, but I know my boundaries. I know where what keeps me in this this good, happy place, and I can stay there. And it's just food, and it's not this complicated, difficult thing. It's a beautiful thing. But even deeper, even deeper than that, the thing that I love most in terms of the Lord setting us free and coming to this state of health and freedom is when it comes to our mental obsession, what's going on in our minds now, I know we did a whole season on that, but for, for our purposes today, we're talking about anywhere you've been in a spiral of obsession. I mean, think about the scenarios. You get up in the morning, you get on the scale, it's the wrong number that you didn't want to see, and you spiral all day into obsessive thoughts of, oh, now, how do I diet? What do I do next time? Oh, thoughts of shame, thoughts of self-condemnation. And that number is just flashing neon in your head and you're obsessed all day. Freedom from that is what I'm talking about. Um, looking in a mirror, taking some stuff in a fitting room, and everything looks horrible. And the mental spirals start to go off about how ugly and I'm so fat and I'm this, this, and I'm that. You have a bad hair day where you fight and fight to get your hair to do something and you finally give up and walk out the door hating the way it looks. And what happens all day mentally obsessed and just shame. And and then you see a glimpse of yourself in a mirror and you're like, oh, my hair. Obsess, obsess, obsess. Freedom from that. Freedom from that. An acceptance with the mortal world. We're not always going to look perfect, but peace about it. Freedom from the pressure to be a certain, 
size or shape or to look a certain way all the time or I'm not at peace. Freedom. Freedom from the lies that I believed about myself. Right? I've told my hair story before. If you haven't heard it, forgive me. It's in one of the, it's one of the episodes in uh, season one about how I always believed I'm only, I'm only beautiful with long hair. With short hair, I'm very, very ugly. <laughs> he set me free from that. Just little lies where the truth can come in and distill upon us and just melt away the chains, melt away the mental obsession, bring us to a place of peace, of freedom where we can breathe, a big wide open space where we can live, not this like dark, difficult, shame-filled, mentally obsessed place so many of us live in for different reasons. It's not on the same thing that triggers all of us, but I mean, you've been there, right? Man, he can set us free from that. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. In fact, he shall make you free in reality, in truth. You will walk in freedom. That's the promise in scripture. That's the promise. But boy, here's the point I want to make and just hammer home for the rest of our time. We get the idea, right? You get the idea of freedom in Christ. But what I have learned is my ability to walk in freedom is directly correlated to me keeping my eyes focused on him. It's like the story I use all the time about Peter walking on the water. Peter could walk. He could rise up above those depths and walk, but he had to be laser focused on the Lord. That's where the power was coming from. Peter couldn't do it. He can't walk on water for two seconds. And the same is true for us. This is too complicated of a world. To stay in a place of health and freedom requires the first thing we talked about, surrender, which means we keep our eyes on him and that will keep us in freedom. The minute I start to look away, the minute I will begin to sink again back into that bondage, back into those chains, back into those mental spirals. And this doesn't just apply to me and the scale or me and my body image or me and food. It applies to every part of our life, right? Doesn't it? My ability to parent with patience and love and long suffering in my own strength. Oh no, I'm going down. Those kids will push every button and bring out the worst in me so quick. If I can learn to keep my eyes focused on him, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. As I'm filled with the spirit, as I am truly looking unto him in every thought, reaching for him, clinging to him, he will fill me with that ability to act in a way I would never be able to act on my own. All of these places with body size, body image, with food, all the complicated, disordered eating. I mean, it can go deep. And we've talked about all of this over the different seasons. Can we really walk in freedom? Indeed. You shall be free indeed. In fact, it's a miracle, a miracle to even consider for some of us, right? We've been in the depths of the pit. 
for so long battling this battle again and again and again. So these aren't just words. Like I'm wanting them to sink in as you listen. He can make us free. For real. Free. Mentally. Physically. Emotionally. Spiritually. But we have to look to him and keep our eyes focused on him or the adversary is right there waiting to take us right back into bondage. I can go back in a fitting room after a couple years of freedom. And if I don't keep my whole perspective focused on the Lord, I'm being prayerful as I'm, I'm going into that dangerous zone where I have felt so much shame. The adversary is right there waiting to just take me in bondage. It is kind of like Rapunzel, right? Because she did get free of the tower. She started to explore the world with Eugene and, and get away from Gothel and start. But then Gothel wove new lies and got her back in the tower again before the movie's over. Back in chains again before the movie was over. And she needed a redeemer. Eugene came and gave his life to set her free. There is freedom, but it must be through him. It must be through him or we'll go right back. It doesn't matter how long you stay in a place of freedom. You take your eyes off the one that sets you free, off your true deliverer, and those chains will come right back. It makes me think of John 15 where the Lord says, abide in me. Abide in me. Ooh, I want to turn there. I've got my scriptures right here. I want to turn there and read it. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. It's funny, we talked in the beginning about him setting us free from dependencies, right? Addictions, dependencies. But that verse is saying, you are so utterly dependent on me, you will not bear one solitary piece of fruit without me. <laughs> abide in me, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. That's dependency, right? We are in our fallen state, in a state where we're going to be dependent on something. And either it's going to be him where he can truly feed us and truly keep us in freedom. Or we're going to go back into our old patterns, back to try to suck that life out of food or out of looking a certain way or being a certain size. Back into those spirals of believing that that's where our happiness will be found, but never finding it. It's only through him. Verse five, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you will sink into the blackness of those waters again. But with me, you will walk in freedom. Can you see why freedom maybe now is my number two on the list? I think of some of the, um, I follow some Instagram influencers just to see kind of what the message is out there. I've read and, and tried, looked at different websites and programs. And it's funny how it's getting to the point where I've read many lately of those influencers that have come out later and said, you know, when I was flashing my abs and talking about be like me, be like me, I was in a very unhealthy state. I was in a place of disordered eating or anorexia or bulimia or obsession. I, just because someone looks healthy on the outside, we're going to just keep driving that home. Just because they meet the physical criteria, that's not health. Now, it might be. I'm not saying that everyone that's out there posing for us on Instagram in workout clothes and showing us a body that is the, you know, 
epic version of health. I'm not saying some of them may be in a great mental place, and I hope they are. But we can't judge by that. Can you see why we needed to do this season? Health, true health, goes on deep inside. And I can look as healthy on the outside where everybody thinks I'm just amazing and my inside is a mess and I'm in bondage. I'm captive. I'm spinning in spirals of insecurity. I need to be validated. And, and so I'm spinning and spinning and try to be enough. And I mean, we can go in so many directions with this, but that's not health. Health to me, number one we did was surrender. It's in a balanced place according to his boundaries. But number two, we really are walking in freedom. Now, don't, don't go to a place of guilt or shame over this if there's places you're not feeling like you're free at all. Those aren't places of shame. Let's let the Lord spotlight them so that you can bring them to him. Take some time really evaluating this week where you're free and where you're not. Are there areas that Satan still has kept you captive mentally, with food, with your body, emotionally? Where are you stuck in a spiral? Where do you feel like there's chains and you can't get free. He's made the promise. The son alone can make that promise. If I set you free, you shall be free indeed. The promise is there to be had. But number one, maybe there's truth that needs to be explored in that area. The truth sets us free, his truth. And maybe we haven't yet learned it in that area. And that's where we need to go. But maybe number two, we're just not as laser focused on him as we could be. And so the adversary is getting way, making way too much ground, you know, beating us and, and taking us captive in, in ways that if we looked more to Christ, we could be set free. I hope that was helpful this week. Um, I really like how it's solidifying in my mind what health, a place of soundness and vitality and vigor and energy and power, what that looks like. We'll continue to explore that next week. Um, but I hope you spend time making this real for you this week, really owning it and letting him take you to new places on your own personal journey toward Christ-centered health. Thanks again for joining me this week.